What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who, if he didn't work for the federal government, could have made an excellent living as a short order cook, the good deacon Scott Aiken. Emphasis on short order. I don't I think I don't do too too well on elegant dining, but man, if I have to put a breakfast together, I can do it pretty quick. You spend a lot of time because you're the parent at home during these COVID days. The kids are learning at home. So how many times a day do you hear, Dad, what is there to eat? It's constant through the day. <laughs> as soon as one is fed, another one wants to eat. I should just make them all sit down together and eat, but they just don't coordinate their eating schedule. Only what's on the menu. I'd like an omelet, plain, and a chicken salad sandwich on wheat toast. No mayonnaise, no butter, no lettuce, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? Well, part of it is also because some are doing live schooling while the other one is kind of doing their on-demand, and then they switch back and forth. It's all new language to me, and I'm always having to ask, what does that mean, on-demand? What does that mean? But you know, growing up as a kid, my dad used to take my brother and I out for breakfast, and we would go to the Waffle House in Georgia. And... The Waffle House had a short order cook. Yeah. And we would sit there at the counter and just watch him cook. And he could cook so fast. But when I cook for the kids, I can do it in under 10 minutes. Which is a good thing because we recognized now our daughters, they were all swimmers. So when they were in swim season, their schedules were basically sleep, eat, go to school. I mean, that's almost like baby mode, but they could eat a lot of food when they were working out. Our son, on the other hand, at 15 years old, has taken the eating all day to a new level. He puts away a lot of food right now. And it's amazing how often he's coming to you or me. What do we have to eat? He does. I don't think he does much in activity. He's so busy <laughs> eating and sleeping. But a lot of life happens in the kitchen. Right. And I could spend, especially on the holidays, a couple of days getting one meal prepped and cooked. I love it. And sitting down when it's all there, everybody comes at the dining room table and it's a celebration. And even in mass, what do we do is we are coming together at the banquet. Right. And that's, you know, the kitchen is, is a place of tension because the kids want to eat right then. You know, every time I go to the kitchen to get myself something of late, I recognize it's almost like an uh, a sense goes out into the house and everyone comes from every nook and cranny and wants to eat with me, expecting me to make something for them when you're not there. Well, if you remember that started off right from their early days of being in the household as babies, because it would be amazing how the babies would be asleep. We're going to sit down and have a meal. And no sooner do you sit down, you're ready to eat. And that baby knows that you guys are getting ready to eat because and they want to join in and they'd start crying. They'd wake up for whatever reason. And now baby was going to join in on the meal too. It's a great opportunity to gather and to make the small aspect of what we experience in the big aspect at mass real. Food is important. 
gathering together to eat food is important. And gathering together to eat the food at Mass is the summit of our faith. That's right. I remember a priest had come for a visit to St. Joe's and he didn't realize that he was going to be preaching to the all school mass. And when he realized that he changed his homily around very quickly and he relayed a wonderful story to the kids about how we can they could look at the differences between heaven and hell and it's being at a table trying to eat. And the tables look similar is that the tables were full of food and everybody was gathered around, whether they were in heaven and hell, but they were given extremely long forks. And in hell, they were trying to eat and they were so upset because the forks were so long, they couldn't get the food into their mouths and it just created frustration. And yet when he said they were at the table in heaven, it was so joyous and wonderful because with these very long utensils, those that were gathered were feeding each other. That is going to be our theme of the day and it has to do with feeding ourselves, feeding our faith and feeding those who are hungry. Because coming up, I have a wonderful opportunity to talk with a very great chef who's also a priest, Father Leo Padalinghug. Father Leo has a new food truck. And this is fantastic because food trucks are a way of life here in the Portland area. We have top-notch food trucks. So he's going to join us and he's going to talk a little bit about what he's serving up, both to those who come to his food truck, to those who don't have enough money to pay for the food, but also those who are poor in spirit who need a lift and who need a word of God uh, brought to their lives. All of this coming out of a wonderful food truck, a great way to evangelize. And then after that, we'll talk a bit about how the connection of eating is so important to our humanity and is equally important to Christ, who is transfigured, but also remains fully human. So we got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Cheeseburger and folks about marriage. Marriage makes me think of sports. You know, teamwork, dedication. Okay, let's see what people say. Let's say your marriage is a sport. What sport would it be? Basketball. Surfing. It have to be a team sport. A lot of back and forth. A lot of people watching. So how many people are influenced by your marriage? Hundreds. You really think about the ripple effect. It's like a wave. <laughs> Want to improve your marriage? For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org and message from the Catholic Church. One of the three pillars of Lent is prayer, and Matrade Radio is here to pray with you through this holy season. On the air and online, we offer a unique level of prayer and devotion through our three daily broadcasts of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the sacred mysteries of Jesus and Mary in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a variety of stirring Lenten reflections. In addition, Matrade Radio's devoted team of prayer warriors is standing by to receive your personal intentions through our prayer hotline at matradayradio.com or by calling 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 or click the prayer button at matradayradio.com and let us pray for you. Grow closer to Christ through this holy season of Lent and into Easter with Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Where is God's grace experienced in your daily life? 
it's time for this week's View from the Pew. Potato champion. Istanbul Delight or Smack and Waffle Sandwiches. These are just a few of the more than 600 food carts you are going to find in the Portland area. And food cart pods, well, they're just a way of life around here, especially during those sunny days where you can find something for every taste, plus a great craft beer to wash it all down. But what if you found a food cart that could feed your stomach, your soul, and those who are in need of a meal living on the streets? That is the goal of a new endeavor by Father Leo Padalinghug. His new food truck is hitting the streets with a spatula in one hand and the Bible in the other. Father Leo is joining me today to share the details. Hello, Father Leo. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. That was a great introduction. It'll be hard to hold that Bible, though, with a spatula. I'm a two-hand spatula kind of guy. I'll just keep the Bible in my heart, though. All right. Sounds good. Father Leo, with hundreds of tiny kitchens throughout the city, Portland's food cart scene is legendary. But to bring food and faith to a community, that's what you're all about. How did all of this come together to get your food cart rolling? Well, with our Plating Grace movement, we have been going around the country and around the world sharing the message about the power of food. And with my nonprofit group, we have actually worked to provide job skills, training, as well as some just unique experiences, harvesting the power of food to do good. And I work with returning citizens, ex-cons. And everywhere I go, people always say that they want to actually taste more of my food. They might get a sample of something if I'm doing a presentation. And so we decided to just put all of our eggs in a basket and take it on the road. And hopefully with a food truck, which we are calling officially now Plating Grace and Grub, We are hoping to encourage not only fantastic food services for the clients, but also for the people working with us. Well, Plating Grace and Grub is an excellent name, and that's the name of the food truck that could be rolling down the freeway very, very soon. You're asking listeners to help you just a little bit farther because you need to get a little bit of paint on the walls of this truck. What's that all about? Yeah, so we're having a kind of an official, unofficial contest a logo. And from there, this logo, knowing kind of my personality, knowing the personality of the food, which we can discuss, and then knowing the mission of the truck itself, what will this look like? And if somebody sends us a great logo, we can either work with them or work with a branding specialist, because we want to make sure that when people see the truck, hear it, taste the food and experience the message, that they know exactly what we stand for. And we eat with our eyes. And before you even see the food, you are going to see this truck. And we want it to look cool. And when people see it, we want them to be satisfied, body, mind, and spirit. Father Leo, many people who would come to your food truck would be excited to see you making a little bit of food for them. But you're not going to be able to do that all the time. Do you have a chef in mind who's going to be ready at the steering wheel, so to speak? And do you have ideas about the menu that's going to be found at your plating grace and grub truck? So what we have are some chefs who are going to donate their time. But really what we're hoping to do is have them teach and manage and mentor these returning citizens. And we definitely have some um, job hirings that we're going to be doing very soon. And the type of food that we're creating is called international comfort food. And I know that doesn't sound like anything that you've heard because it probably hasn't been. 
most people, when they go to a truck, they'll either go to the, this truck that sells a particular cuisine, and that's where you go for that. In this case, our menu is three basic questions. What do you want to eat? And you have a choice of chicken, shrimp, beef, or veggies. How do you want to eat it? The method. And that method is either a quesadilla with cheese or an a, or a noodle stir fry or a salad. And then you choose your mood. And the mood are different sauces. And that's where the internationality comes into play. Because we have like a barbecue essa, we have a Latin fresh, we have an Italian sea spice, we have a French Provençal, and we have an Asian fusion sauce. So it gives people not only variety, but it also gives them options and opportunities to play with their food and, and, and more importantly, to be able to come to one truck and get all of these flavors just because of the sauces. Oh, sounds good to me. I will have one of everything. <laughs> well, but... that's the beauty because you can choose. It. I mean, the, the combinations are semi-endless. Right. And if people wanted to kind of say, hey, you know what? I tasted the Latin fresh and I had it with the Italian sea spice. Can you combine that for me? And then give me a quesadilla with shrimp. Yes, I can. So the answer is always going to be, if you want it, we will make it for you. Oh, I definitely like the sound of that. Father Leo Padalinghug is the host of Plating Grace and joining me today to get you maybe just a little bit too hungry during this season of Lent. Father Leo, you also want to use this truck as a way to bring the Lord to those in need, as well as a hot meal. As you say, a meal and a message. What is your hopes there? Well, I think our actions speak loudly. Uh, that's something that I've learned from the saints. Many of them didn't write tomes and epic novels or things of that nature, but their actions speak loudly. Mother Teresa is certainly one of the great inspirations for me. She became a saint not only because of her holiness, but because of her actions in just serving people who were in need. And so I think as a church and being a secular institute priest, my job isn't to wait for people to come to the truck. My job is to take church through this truck to them. And you see, one of the things we hope to do is not only just serve amazing food, but also create events where I can speak about the power of redemption, the power of food, a theology of food, and give them not only a great experience for their mind and spirit, but also to then have a food experience where people can meet the interns, the people who've experienced redemption. And then on top of that, in the evenings, we hope to take the truck around and deliver food to the homeless. So we're trying to make this a real sacramental experience on wheels. Oh, absolutely. And in every way possible, you have thought of it. Are people, is this food truck going to be able to make a tour across the country anytime soon? Perhaps making a stop in Portland? Well, Portland is pretty far from Baltimore. What we can do is we can partner with trucks in Portland and just basically bring our menu there if we can borrow somebody's truck. And we know that a lot of trucks would love to partner with us because the Catholic Church is a food culture, and people can always get involved because we're actually going to have a crowdfunding campaign, and people can actually help memorialize parts of their truck. Their names will be on the plaque inside of our truck. Someone can donate for the steering wheel, one of the wheels, our grill top, our sound system, 
someone can even donate to the booster chair for me as well. Oh, sounds good. We look forward to everything that you have coming up with that food truck. Again, it is a way of life around here, and hopefully a food truck here in Portland might hear the message and give you a call. Father Leo, people across the country also have an opportunity to eat and pray with you across the world. You have pilgrimages that you offer. What do you have coming up? Well, in this time of COVID, we've actually been doing some virtual pilgrimages and even some local pilgrimages within the continental United States. And so we're actually putting something together for a St. Junipero Serra tour. We want to go from San Diego all the way up to Napa Valley. I've actually done some work and laying the groundwork for a New Mexico tour, even a pilgrimage in New York. But we're also going to places like the Holy Land, to Oberammergau for the revisited uh, Passion Play, which is rescheduled in 2022. And then we're going to be going to Italy, of course, which is a little bit of a second home for me, and trying to explore other areas that are maybe not be as well known, like Croatia. And people can always find out about our real pilgrimages and our virtual experiences at platinggrace.com. All right, Father Leo, I need your chef hat on now. We are journeying through Lent, keeping in mind that Lenten sacrifice, but still you want a delicious meal on a Friday. What's a great recipe that is going to bring the family together and wanting second helpings? Well, I've actually put together a bunch of Lenten-themed meals. We're going to be showcasing them on our website, and we take a little bit of a tour around the country. And one of the things that I've done is actually taken some traditional foods from different countries and just kind of made it our own. So, for example, if you can't afford lobster, because that wouldn't necessarily be in the spirit of Lent, even though it would be technically a Lenten meal, just use canned tuna. What we've done is we've actually flavored it up with nice herbs and seasoning, and then we've melted some cheese on a crusty bread. And then to give it something a little unique, I put in some potato chips in between the bread almost to give it that little crunchy extra saltiness. And you know what? It's a meal that your family can even help put together because it's ultimately just a sandwich. But it's, for me, an opportunity to talk about our Lenten practices at the dinner table. Oh, I am hungry, and I'm so excited that you are here joining me today. You've given us some great information. Where can listeners find out more information about your podcast, Plating Grace, the food truck, and the pilgrimages? Well, everything is actually contained at platinggrace.com. They can actually be a part of our online community. It's not social media. It's better because it's a community of people who care not about food and family, but specifically formation. And so it serves as a type of a Patreon community where people can donate a little bit of money, but they get access to a ton of premium content as well as special perks, including discounts on the books, our pilgrimages, and be the first to know about all the events that we're going to be hitting, not only with our truck, but with our TV show and all the other outlets so that people can be fed. Oh, perfect. I love it so much. I love our time today, Father Leo. Thank you so very much. My pleasure. God bless. 
God bless you too. And again, that is Father Leo Padaling Hug. I will be sure to add a link to his webpage, Plating Grace, where you can find out all the information. And you're going to find the link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com. was a great interview but i'm kind of feeling hungry now just thinking about what father leo talked about some of the things that he likes to eat especially during lent you know you got to be creative because we have those abstinent days that there's no meat and it seems like that's exactly what or you run to on those fridays it's easy to forget that those are the days you're giving up meat but that's what we're called to do I know Lent is supposed to be that time, especially the Fridays of Lent, where you want to create not only that abstinence, where you're not eating that chicken or beef, but the kind of meager meals. But Father Leo lays it out well that, you know, you don't have to have bland meals. You know, he loves to cook. I love to cook. And boy, the the banquet of the Lord is something that we really feast. Right. And we're so used, I think, to having explosions of food and we, we overlook the yes. subtleties, the, the wonderful subtleties of food. He really just nails that in his cooking. I sure hope he brings that food truck around. That would be a fun food truck to visit. You know, coming up this Sunday, it's Transfiguration right. Sunday. They're on the hill and Jesus is transformed, dazzling white, light, just coming from within him out. And it was so wonderful. The, the apostles with him, they didn't want to leave. And they realize what they had tried to trust in their hearts, that is, that this is truly the Messiah, and then see that transfiguration of Christ into God. And in that transfiguration, Peter is so rooted in his Jewish upbringing that he's like, let's stay, let's stay, let's put up three booths, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And he's not he's not seeing the reality that Jesus is showing them the connection of the ancestors to them, all to him. And they can't stay. They have to do Christ's work. He asked them at the very beginning of their ministry, come follow me. And they don't realize that they're going to have to follow him into much more suffering and many more days and years of living the gospel message of the good news in the middle of a world that is seeking to be transformed, but has not yet seen or heard the good news that Christ is the transformer. That whole dynamic is just great because oh, yeah. if they could freeze time, if they could take a, a, a solid moment of stopping, they would have done it. And Peter can't help but be Peter. That is just who he is. And I think that is why he is the rock because of exactly that. He's so rooted in who he is, right. which includes being a fisherman they probably banqueted a lot together and in no small part i i imagine that peter probably brought the meal of time or two of a nice a nice catch of fish fish right right and you know that they always would eat breakfast it's it's referenced in the gospels they eat breakfast they're eating fish and in fact it's when christ is raised from the dead and meets peter to ask him the questions do you love me He's asking those questions just after eating fish with Peter, the breakfast that Peter had provided. 
part of your diaconal ministry. It is in service to the poor. And that is part of those who are suffering on the streets. You have many encounters with people who are hungry, who have need, but your ministry also includes those who are poor in spirit. And you're constantly serving those the way that Father Leo is with his food truck to those whose hearts are starving. They're looking for faith. And this Lenten season is that opportunity for all of us to feed our souls. We give up food. We give up those sweets, those things that we naturally kind of just don't even think about and grab and eat. So that way we can choose a better good, something that feeds our souls the way that Christ fed his apostles when they weren't even thinking my soul needs to be fed. They, you know, right. brought in a, a, a big haul of fish, but there was always something more that and, Christ was leading them to. And even in that uh, tremendous moment of transfiguration and the revelation that he is God, that humanity is carried forward through the remainder of his uh, passion journey till he is resurrected from the dead. And then at that moment, when they realize in the breaking of the bread and the eating of the fish on the Sea of Tiberias, it's John who says to Peter, it's Jesus. But Jesus is eating. I think that's so exciting to think when we rise from the dead, we have this hope that food is still a, a component of who we are because it's certainly a component of, of who Christ is, and he represents that. So this is the beginning, this transfiguration of the revelation that, that this Messiah is truly God. And throughout this whole period, we have an opportunity to to sacrifice what we would otherwise just eat for the purpose of recognizing the subtleties of what it is we do when we eat, how we eat, what we eat. If you think about it, Lent is a, is a recalibrating of our tastes. You know, a sacrifice of giving up something is a recalibrating of our sensitivities and experiences. Well, and I would hope that perhaps for our son, the way that St. Peter brought in that haul of wonderful fish for all of them to eat, there are times that I wish that those miraculous events would just happen in our refrigerator for our son because he is going to also do his best to make sure (laughs) that all of it is gone. Scott, before we go, will you please end us in a prayer? Lord, lead us this week to be prepared to see you fully in the transfiguration, in the reading that we hear and in the communion that we break together. Trusting in that, Lord, we are thankful for uh, the gathering of family around the table. Help us to example that this week with a great zeal for love of one another through our shared experience of food and friendship. And we ask this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. God bless. Have a great second week of life. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon.